Hello and welcome to Conversations with Kath, the podcast that keeps you up to date with the daily antics of your mother, your Alma, your friend, or whatever Kath Vanderhorst is to you. So grab a glass of Harvey Bristol, put the phone on silent, and let's see what's been keeping our favourite nine-year-old busy this week. And it's a very good evening to Alma Kath. How are you tonight, Alma? I'm very well, thank you, Matt. And how are you and the family? We are fantastic up here. We've just got out of a three-day lockdown. Season two of the Conversations with Kath podcast. We are back. We've been renewed. Very exciting. I thought this week, Alma, we, we just catch up. We haven't spoken for a few weeks since uh, we stopped recording in, in 2020. Um, so how was your Christmas break? Oh, it was great, Matt. Yeah, very nice. I went Christmas morning. No, Christmas, um, the Thursday before Christmas, I went with um, Peter and Dawn to Lewis. They just bought a new house in, um, in Bunyip. And Joy. we had Christmas there with the Vanderhuis. Everybody was there. Oh, and then the next day, I went to Michael for breakfast. And, you know, we gave out the presents for the kids. And that afternoon... I think I went to Becky, yeah? yeah? For lunch. Yeah, I went to Becky for lunch, which was really nice. Yeah. So that was full on. That yeah, full, you've been travelling around. Mum, welcome to this episode. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for joining yeah. in. So, Alma, you went to uh, Lewis and Stephanie's house in Druin, I believe that is, where they've... Yeah, Druin, uh, I there. think it's called Druin East. Now, this was the first time as well you were meeting um, Dave's little boy, Freddie. Oh, Bonnie and the little fella, Freddie. Yeah. He was cool. He didn't know me. All he did was smile. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's great. And Peppa is a real scream, you know. She's very busy running (laughs) around. You know, when you ask her something, she'll say, I'm busy now. (laughs) Yeah, they're good kids. It's cute seeing how kids, how busy they are yeah. at that age. Uh, yeah, so you spent Christmas morning with Ryan um, and Olivia? Yep, yep, yep. yep. And we had mid-cooked breakfast. We had waffles and, uh, and pancakes or whatever they called it. Little, Yeah, and then we opened uh, the presents and uh, kids were very excited. Sandra looked after them all right. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. And what about Christmas Day night after um, lunch at Becky's? Did you just... Uh, Put your feet up and have a bit of a rest. Sounds like a pretty busy day. I did, actually. And the weather was really nice, Matt. It wasn't very hot. Not like today. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. There's nothing worse than a, you know, 38-degree Christmas day. And everybody rang, of course. You know, Frank and Johnny and, yeah, Jenny. She was uh, was actually at, uh, at Damien, but she managed to get home. Just after Christmas. Oh, beautiful! Yes, it was in New some, yeah, yeah, some restrictions didn't come here. So, in between Christmas and New Year, Alma, obviously all your normal activities that you would be doing were probably taking a break for the Christmas period. Did you did you get up to much? Did you just stay home? Did you manage oh, to go anywhere? Well, no, not really. Oh well, my um, you know Hilda Blackwell, my uh, the girl that used to do my cleaning, mm-hmm. she took me to officer. To my yeah. friend, my Italian friend, Inge, which was very nice. Um, what else did I do? I went back to the garden centre that's opened up. Oh, yeah. 
So the garden center is opened up and uh, and Mekwa is started up again. So they did they come on Wednesday, on a Wednesday, they come pick me up as a bus and they take me for a drive for sometimes we go to Pakenham and stay there and talk to everybody. Okay. Which so is that's, good. That's gonna continue yeah. for twenty twenty one, which is great. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Now, did you have any, or how did you spend New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve? Oh, guess what? I was here by myself, and there's a fellow up the road who, uh, who lives in Taino, not far from uh, where Jo Jensen used to live, Graham Hoard, and he visits me. He rang me up and he said, what are you doing tonight? And I said, I'm just here, Graham. He said, do you mind if I come up? And I said, no. So he came up and he bought a couple of beers and we sat there and we had a glass of sherry and about 10.30, he left home and I went to bed. <laughs> That's great. At least you weren't sitting there by yourself. That's excellent. Ring He's, you nice. Somebody. He's yeah. a nice fella. He likes fishing and he goes all over, all over uh, Victoria, New South Wales, and he tells me where he's been and a lot of places I know, I know. And uh, yeah, it's good, good to uh, talk to him. He's, an, he's not a bad bloke. Yeah. Now, Wilma, did you make it past 10.30 or you were in bed before that? Um, no, I actually stayed up until 11. Oh, 11. Oh. <laughs> no, wait a minute. It was actually, no, we got home at 11 and I stayed up until 11.40 by the time I went to bed. You couldn't last that extra yeah. 20 minutes? In Tainong, in Tainong, Matt, you can drive a horse and car to the main street and you wouldn't hit anybody. <laughs> There's um, nobody around. I actually had to uh, wait for the electric blankets to heat up before we could go to bed. Oh. That's why we were late going to bed. Oh, okay. Because it was... The cold one. Cold. Yeah, it did get cold, you know, later on. So, yeah. Now, Alma, what about New Year's resolutions? Do you make any? No, when you didn't. No, no, I didn't, man. I just said I'll have a happy hour every night. If nobody's there, I'll have it by myself. Excellent. And you've done that for quite some time, haven't you? You you, you did that all last year, oh. happy hour, or oh, years ever and years since you've been we doing got it. Opa and I used to sit here every night at five o'clock after the post office was closed, and we all have a few drinks. And at that stage, Opa used to make his own wine. Tyvino, I remember now, that. Now I'll have uh, uh, a sherry, two sherries. Two sherries. Yeah, two sherries. Oh, and that. the kids looked after me all right. Get what, Matt? Matt. What'd you get? They gave me six <laughs> gallon of it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. But I'll water them I know you too now. well. <laughs> you water them down now. So how long will that get you through till Easter? Oh, I don't know. All depends. Yeah, maybe. All depends if I get a lot of visitors because I like to share it out. Then. <laughs> wow, you've been very spoiled. What else did you get for Christmas? What did I get for Christmas? Oh, Frank came with a basket, like Frank does, you know, with everything about the kitchen sink in it. <laughs> Johnny gave me a voucher uh, so I can buy, go to the shop and buy something. Uh, Nick and Sarah, I got a new um, a new diary and uh, some Sudoku books and all sorts. Oh, and a couple of um, 
a couple of um, my favorite author two books Fiona Macintosh oh yeah I like her Dawn gave me a big basket a big um, box with uh, all sorts of goodies in it from Peter and Dawn so yeah I was well looked after excellent yeah that's good that you still looked after <laughs> I gave you the hot chocolate. Oh, Wilma gave me hot chocolate. Yeah. And oh, yeah, with yeah. chocolates in it and a And Becky gave me some roggebrot. Probably doesn't know what that is. Yeah, what is Pumpernickel. 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 <laughs> and a big box of chocolate, I think. Yeah, very nice. Beautiful. And I'm taking mum to the lavender farm for morning or afternoon tea, but at this stage she doesn't want to go because of COVID, so... Yeah, one day, maybe. Yeah, one day soon. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah. It's not about the passage markets, but everybody comes and, and you know, sees me. That's true. Yeah. Yep. It's about That's the, the main thing. It's about people thinking of you. Yeah. Excellent. Now, we, Kim and I sent you down something as well, didn't we, for the... Um, that we talked about in one of the very early podcasts, I think episode two with you, mum, about Alma having a sweet tooth. And she spoke about when she was a child, she used to get the chocolate tea as the... Uh, yeah. You know, tea for toast. Tea for toast. And I happened to track one down. So um, I think in it's early November... It's the first November, time I've that since I left home. <laughs> I thought you might like that, Alma. I thought you might be... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I really that, so. did. Yeah. I took it to them. I took it to um, to them, the center, and showed oh, yeah. all my yeah, my girls, all the oldies. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Told them the history of it. Oh, good. They were very impressed. Yeah. Well, this is from the um, the Dutch shop that Uncle Bob recommended to me after he was talking about all the the Dutch things he cooked, the olive oil and, oh, and the croquettes and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So when I saw they had the chocolate lead, I was, I was yeah, wrapped. It was just a, uh, it was a mission to try and keep it from melting in, up here in Queensland. I was oh. going to send an express post down to you for um, the December 5th time of Christmas, but um, I thought it might melt, mm. so I had to ship it back with mum and dad. Mm. But anyway, you got it, and I'm glad you like it. Yeah, yeah, mum gave it to me. Oh. <laughs> that was a really great surprise. You know, I've never seen it since I left Holland. Never, ever. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, you can eat that one and I'll send you another one next year. I ate it, Matt. Oh, you've already eaten it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and I didn't the, even uh, share pool it. Room, but... <laughs> did it taste okay? Yeah, very nice. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Over the Christmas break, after we had that Christmas episode with, um, with Dave about the Christmas parties we had of yesteryear, um, I got thinking... How good would it be to resurrect that in some form, maybe as just as a once-off, um, if we had a bit of a... Obviously, we get together, get together every year for your birthday, um, which, which is fantastic. But I guess it would be awesome if we just could get together as a once-off, maybe around December 5th, December 6th, that time of year again, and have a little Vanderhorst Christmas. Um, you know, because there's a lot of kids... Um, a lot of the grandkids actually that probably never really got to experience it because a lot of them were born early nineties. And by the time, you know, they were six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 
we'd stop the Christmas parties. Um, and a lot of them have kids now at the moment as well. And I thought maybe Uncle Peter, if you're listening, could put on the Santa costume. Sounds like he's doing a great job doing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just experience it one more time, perhaps. I'm sure all, all, everybody will be on board, um, whether it's this going- year or next year. And give everybody a lot of notice, but we might yeah. um, put that in the pipeline. Is that something you might be interested in doing? Yeah, that'd be nice. If I live long enough, Matt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you, you look after that part and I'll, I'll take care of the rest. I'll, um, okay. I'll perhaps organise something, whether it's, yeah, like I said, this year or next year. Nice for the grandkids. Yeah. The grandkids, <laughs> Uncle Peter and the Santa serving so have the backyard cricket again. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to have it here in at Mums. Yeah, no, yeah. I think so. No, I, I, no, no, no definitely on the hall. Look, I'd, I'd love to have it in Orma's backyard again. I, I know it's not as big as it was when I was four or five. Um, and we probably have, you know, twice as many people now with all the grandkids and the great grandkids. But I think, I think it could work. I think it could work. I'll have yeah. a chat to um, yeah. Yeah, mum and... Um, Jenny and all the boys, and we'll, we'll see where we can, what we can come up with. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's time for the mailbag yeah. segment now. And this week's question comes from your daughter, Wilma Olma, and she writes, Hi, Mum. Great to see you back for another season. I would like to know if you can remember all the places you lived before you settled in Tynal. We'll start from everywhere you lived Post Boxmere, so when you first moved to Australia, can you remember Before in order all the places? Australia, we used to live, when we got to Australia, we, uh, we went to uh, Lilydale um, and we stayed there for a couple of, maybe a month. We had a, a bed sitter in Lilydale. The place was called San Susi and it was um, owned by an Italian. That fellow owned half Lilydale anyway. Oh, right. So we stayed there, and uh, and then Opa found a job in. Um, oh, I'm not real sure where it was, but anyway, we uh, we left Lilydale and we moved to Hawthorne. Forgot about Hawthorne. And we had a bit bed sitter there. I got a job in an, um, in a canteen. No, I got a job in a, in a canteen. Um, serving coffee and tea, and Opa um, got a job as a welder somewhere. I forgot where that was. Yeah, yeah. So that was in um, in Hawthorne, and then from Hawthorne, we um, we bought. A, by that time, we had three kids, and we bought a property in Lilydale. In uh, sorry, in uh, in Ringwood, and uh, Opa built them. Um, Oh, what would you call it? Um, out of out of a shipping container, he built a little um, a little house out of it, like a bungalow. A, a bungalow, and we called it our bungalow. Oh, yeah. You know, we had a, a bed, a bed a bedroom, and we had a lounge room, and we had a, a walk-in kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and we stayed. And every time Opa come back from work, you know, he put a bit more. Uh, things on it. There was no electricity. I had a tilly lamp. I didn't know how to light that. What a terrible thing it was. But eventually we got electricity put on and we stayed in Ringwood for quite a few years. 
Opa got a job in um, in uh, the Ringwood uh, Timber as a welder, and um, uh, yeah, and then the depression came and he lost his job. So he uh, he had to have a job. So he went out on his motorbike and he said, I won't come back until I've got a job. And when he came back, he said, I, um, I've joined the railways. And I thought, oh God. <laughs> so in Ringwood East, which was not far from where we were living, you know, you could walk it. Well, I did many a time. So, and John's people used to live in uh, Montrose. And we had this uh, little property in uh, very basic. And we stayed there until um, Opa made promotion. Every time he, uh, he passed some, some exams, we got a bit more in our pay packet. And uh, it meant they offered us, railways offered us a job. So they offered us a job in Springhurst. So, and I moved us from Ringwood to Springhurst. And then we had a house, but we had nothing in it. Then we had to go and, you know, buy some furniture. <laughs> because that little bungalow that we had, it was very small and it was very basic. So this was, so, um, when you moved to Springhurst, was this the first time that you actually had an actual house? Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, we had a house. Yeah. yeah, we had a house. Yep. Things are looking, things are looking up. So we stayed, stayed in Springhurst and, and Opa worked um, at the railway station, of course, as, an, uh, as a relief, as an, um, an ASM. By that time, he was an ASM. Um, and uh, we stayed in Ringwood in um, Springhurst for, until his next promotion came up, which was in, I think it was in Matoa. Where is Matoa, for those who don't know? Near, um, Horsham. Near Horsham. So Springhurst near Wangaratta, in the northeast, and then he got sent across to Matoa, which is in the western district. Or... Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, and we got a house there, and uh, we, uh, we stayed in Matoa until the next promotion came up, and they offered us um, Donnybrook. So just, outside of, back just outside of Melbourne, although back in those days it would have been... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Craggy Burn. Craggy Burn, Burn. Yeah. And we moved there twice. We moved in an old house and then that was pulled down and the railways built a new house there. So we had a new, new house in Donnybrook. So... And then after Donnybrook we stayed there for a few years. And then we, yeah, we were getting a bit picky, you know. We didn't want to go any old place. But we did like um, um, Glen Rowan. We liked Wangaratta, Wangaratta and Benalla. And then yeah. Glen, Glen Rowan came up and we thought, well, that's where we go. So we went to Glen Rowan and we stayed there until the family had grown up. Because we didn't want to take these kids out of their schooling all the time mm. and carry them around. So, so we stayed, uh, we stayed oh. in Glen Rowan for quite a few years. Yeah, I was uh, 15 when we left Glenowen, and I think when I got there, I must have only been three, no, oh. maybe four. I started yeah. prep in Glenowen. Yeah. 
Oh, right. So, so fair, fair stint then in Glenrowan? So 10 years, probably 10 yeah, years. Yeah, so yeah. Um, if I was 15, then some of the others would still be quite small. Yeah. 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 So, and in the, and of course, Dad was the station master there. And um, he, you know, your opa was always involved in all sorts of things. He ran the, the Glenrowan Water Trust. He, uh, he was in the JCs. He was, uh, he stood for Parliament, Matt. I know, I've, I've seen that. Um, yeah. I'll put that picture yeah. up, actually, I've got it. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, he uh, he was very much involved in uh, He was belonged to the school committee and, you know, all sorts of things. I just stayed home and looked after the kids. Yeah. And nobody knew me, Matt. When I was introduced, they said, oh, you're John's wife. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was always John's wife. John Federhaft. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, but that was a good time in Glenrowan. You know, the kids grew up there. They can do whatever they like. They, they, uh, you know, was in a certain. Uh, yeah. 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 So, I Peter mean, went to the the tech school because he was. Um, Frank, we sent him to Marasoyen. Wilma was. Uh, Mick went to. Did Mick go to Marasoyen? Oh no, Martha was too small. He he didn't. Uh, no. He, yeah, he, did, he started uh, when we got to Wargill. We, we sent him to Marasoil. But the rest went to the tech, tech school. Wilma and Jenny were educated in, in uh, Bangrata by the nuns. Yeah, St. Joseph's yeah. College. Yeah. Yeah. Was then? Yeah. 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 And of course, when we came back <laughs> we, and bought a shop in Darnham, we, um, we sent your mother <laughs> to the state school. Uh, no, well, to the Warrigal Regional College because yeah, yeah. there wasn't, uh, I don't think there was Marasayan then in Warrigal. Mm. I think yeah. it came after that. So I only had a choice of Warrigal Secondary College, I think it was called. And, um, yeah, I did one day, <laughs> one day of Year 12 and said, no, nah, I ain't going there. So, and Mum and Dad had the shop. Then mum had never made a milkshake in her life or put an ice cream cone together. And that, because um, we had ice cream in a bowl at home. So um, I said, <laughs> well, you need help running the shop. And I'd worked in a milk bar when I was in Glenrowan. Um, so I knew how to serve petrol and, you know, make milkshakes and serve customers and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. that's what I did. And, and, uh, uh, and yeah. all the post office. Glen, um, it yeah. had a post office as well, a non-official post office. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, you're looking at milk bar at Glenrowan, Willie. I did. It was Burke's milk milk bar. And actually, while we were in Glenrowan, it burnt down. I had a big fire, and um, Jenny worked there as well. Yeah. And uh, you girls were doing yeah, the cooking. Yeah. So, but they, no, no, no. But it, they rebuilt it. They yeah, rebuilt right. it and, that, and then we, we worked there after school and on weekends yeah. Um, for, yeah, well, Jenny worked there for a few years. I probably only worked there 12 months and then we moved to um, yeah. uh, Darnham. So, so Yeah, because Opa yeah. uh, left the railways then. He, That's yeah, right, yeah, yeah wanted to change. Yeah. So Glen Rowan to Darnham and then you got sick of the shop and you moved to Warrigal, is that right? Oh, I hated the shop, Matt. Oh. I said to Opa, if you don't sell this place, I'm going. 
moving in. <laughs> so we put it on the market and we sold it within a week. Pretend we had nowhere to live. That's right. Every time we found the place to live, they said, have you got a family? And we said, oh yeah, we've got, uh, we've got two girls and five boys. Well, that, and two dogs. And that was it. No house. <laughs> but eventually you did find something um, which you did speak about a few weeks back on one of the other podcasts. Yeah. But then once, and then you went from Warrigal to Tainong, is that right? Pardon? Warrigal to Tainong? Or there's something in between uh, yeah, Warrigal yeah, and Tainong? We, no. yeah, we needed, of course, we had to, uh, Opa had to resign from the railways and uh, there was no income. We were living from our, uh, from our, out of our bank account and we thought if we don't buy something quick, we won't have anything left. So we looked at um, post offices, but they were too expensive. Uh, Opa wanted to buy a pub, and I wasn't going to be in that. Mick is still sore on that. We looked at we looked at Benambra, the pub right. in Benambra. <laughs> so we didn't go there because it was too far away. Our kids had to still be educated. So uh, and then Tainong came up. So, yeah. and in the meantime, Oma had, had to go to the, to the railways to settle some sort of account. And when he came back, he said to me, um, they offered me a job. And I said to him, did you take it? And he said, no. And I said, best you go back tomorrow and take it. <laughs> so he went back the next day and, they, uh, and that's when he started his relieving, his relieving jobs. He didn't want the permanent station anymore. So, yeah. And of course, we had to post office. And guess what? I was not John's wife anymore. I was Kerst van der Horst and I ran a time on post office. Yes. Postmistress. Yes. <laughs> and Vilma needed a job, so she was a telephonist. And we had another lady, Marie Villeman. She's gone now. She was a telephonist too. So, uh, and it worked the other way. And I stayed there until the Australia Post, in all their wisdom, decided to, um, to uh, do away with all these non-official post offices. And they paid me out. And I'm still here. Still here, yeah. So I've just counted 12, 12 places you've lived in, including the two at Donnybrook. It's quite a lot, Alma. Quite a lot. Yeah. More than probably the average person. Oh, definitely more than the average person. Yeah, from one side of the state to the other. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, mm. like you're an army family just moving around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, Wilma, I hope that answers your question. It does, yes. It does. I couldn't remember half of those places. Well, I was too little, but I hadn't sort of heard of some of them. Well, I never heard that we that mum and dad lived at Hawthorne. No, that was, um, the, yeah. 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 And of course, when we lived in Hawthorne, I, uh, we're not, we were not supposed to have any children. And of course, the, then I got pregnant with Jenny and we were kicked out. So that's why we ended up in, um, in Ringwood. Oh, we weren't really set up for that. So uh, it was pretty basic. But anyway, you got there, Matt. I remember you telling me a funny story about when you lived in Hawthorne, but I will save that for another, another episode. Hey, look, I thought we'd do a, uh, a new segment, Alma, in season two. Um, I'm going to call it Love of the Week.
And this segment's just going to be something that you've enjoyed do- doing in the last week or, you know, you've, you might have picked up a pen that you just love writing with or, you know, it could be something you've loved to eat this week. My love of the week this week is YouTube. Um, that's because we've just come out of a three-day lockdown and I've enjoyed the fact that I can um, just watch YouTube videos in, in regards to travel. That's something I, I miss greatly um, in 2020 and looks like 2021 might be a bit of the same, the international travel. So I've been looking at YouTube videos on the Trans-Siberian Railway from oh. Moscow to <laughs> Vladivostok. Um, oh, that's been yeah. getting me through. So YouTube for me has, has been my love of the week. Is there anything you've loved this week, Omar? Um, yes, Matt. Yeah. I, yeah. I had a few visits, visits, people came to visit me and I've been out a few days, but so your love of the week this week has been the company you've shared with others. Yeah. 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 Wilma, what about you? What's your uh, love of the past week? Of the past week, um, your father made me a nice flower out of metal, garden art, scraps of metal, and he made me a snail Ah, as well. A few garden ornaments. Yeah, to go with my my flower. So I said to him, well, the flower needs to have a, a company, like a smaller flower. And actually I said, make two more, one a little bit smaller than the next one. So I had yeah. three different sizes. So he said, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll work on that. He didn't say when, but he will endeavour to make some more. So, oh, yes. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I've seen some pictures of those and they are very well done indeed. Mm. So, I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. That just about wraps it up this week on Conversations with Kath. Thanks for joining in for episode one, season two. And if you have any questions for Omar, don't forget to jump on the Conversations with Kath Facebook group page and pop your question in there. Um, we love answering these questions. Omar loves answering these questions and we can't wait to ask us some more. So thanks for joining in and we'll see you next week. Bye.